This is Sunday Sports Shootout, WLUW 88.7 FM. I'm Nick Schultz, and I'm really excited to welcome in Carol Ray Sout of WBEZ. She's one of my favorite people in Chicago media, and I'm glad she could come on the show to talk some football because it's Bears opening week. Week one is today. This airs on Sunday. We're recording this on Saturday night, so it's going to be a little a little preview of the Bears game, and maybe some things are outdated, but we'll do our best here. And and Cheryl joins me now. Cheryl, how are you doing? You staying safe and healthy? I'm safe and healthy. Um, I'm zooming around. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody is I'm doing yes. a lot of that. My mom's a teacher, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know, it is what it is. I'll tell you one thing is this, the teams have been very good about setting up the, the calls, giving us opportunities. Unfortunately, you miss the nuances of covering players in the locker room pregame and postgame, especially with the Bears. You know, you get what they give you. And in some way, I think teams like it this way because they get to control the message. No, I agree with that. And I've thought about that, like watching all the coverage and stuff, even listening to it. I listen to the radio and all of it's over Zoom and it's a little different, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of getting used to it now. So it's going to be a little weird when everything goes back to normal eventually. Hopefully. I want I want normal. <laughs> I do too. I, always, I said it was a sense of normalcy today, yelling at my TV, watching <laughs> Notre Dame football. So I'm like, okay, football's coming back. We're here. We finally made it. Week one's coming up. And Bears are taking on the Lions, and there's a lot of questions still around the Bears, I think partially because there wasn't a full training camp. But the big one is answered, obviously. Mitch Trubisky is starting at quarterback. I want to get your thoughts on that because I'm not sure how the competition went. I'm not sure what kind of sense you got. So how did you see the quarterback situation develop this offseason? Well, what we saw, what we could see, what we were able to learn was that they split the reps down the middle. And so they had equal footing as to, as to play practicing with the ones, practicing with the twos. And from every indication, they were almost equal, but Mitch was a little bit better. And also they have a little more investment with Mitch. You're talking about somebody that was, you know, taken high in the draft. They traded up for him. Uh, they invested him. But Nick Foles, and I'll tell you, listening to him when he talked after he didn't get the job, this guy is a team. He's a teammate. He's a he's a true teammate. In fact, right after uh, he learned that he was not the guy, he asked Coach Matt Nagy, "Can I text Mitch and congratulate him?" Who does that? So they have the right frame of mind. People, you know, they sound weird. But sometimes you have to do that because let's say it was reversed. Let's say it was Nick Foles and Mitch was the backup. I don't know if it would be the same. I think there's a little bit of a problem with that. I think they were kind of a little bit happy. That it was equal, and and but they weren't outstanding. Let's just put it that way. They weren't outstanding. But this is a big. But this decision is on the shoulders of both Matt Nagy and definitely Ryan Pace. If this is not the right decision, somebody's going to pay for it at the end of the year. Yeah, I think you just put it perfectly. Like this goes on both Nagy and Pace because I was saying all along. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like either of them. I wasn't really sold on either one of them. So you kind of had to pick or choose. Like Mitch had a little bit more of an advantage in a way, just because there's a familiarity there. And I also feel like Foles is better off the bench. Yes. Well, he's proved it. He's won a Super Bowl being coming off the bench. You know, he's that type of guy. But but the thing, Mitch, uh, we, we do have to add on that last year he was playing with a bad shoulder, mm-hmm. and he had surgery right after the, the season. He never he never talked about that, and you have to give him that credit. So the curiosity is: is he healthy, and will he use his legs? Will he be accurate? How is his feet? How is his decision-making? And the other aspect is, 
will Matt Nagy be a better play caller? Because he was not a good play caller last year. And I think that's what hurt them throughout that season. You led into my next point with Mitch's legs with the shoulder. Do you think we can see Mitch Mitchell Trubisky run more this year? I think so. I think he's gonna I think I think he's gonna have to innately use his feet. I think he's gotta be able to set the run even with his feet or with the team to allow him to pass. So that's something that they have to do. And I think it's going to be a matter of matchups too. And that offensive line, it's almost the same offensive line except for one player. And that offensive line was really bad last year. I mean, it's one of the reasons why they're one of the worst offenses in the league was because of that offensive line. They changed coaches. They brought in Juan Castillo. And I wish fans could, would be able to see Juan Castillo with that team. He's a crazy man. I mean, he is a crazy man with them. But uh, I was talking to uh, Tom Fair while we were at camp, and he says sometimes you have to make that change, and it's just a matter of these guys buying into it and being able to perform when they have to perform. And so it's he says it's not rocket science, but it's still it's such an important integral part of offense, and that will definitely dis- decide if this Bears team is going to be good or bad. Yeah, I agree with you on that with the offensive line. And I, it, it can't go anywhere but up, I feel like. But if it gets <laughs> <We're> down, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it gets worse, there's a lot more problems there than we realized. I think it's got nowhere to go but up. But back to the quarterback, Mitch is starting week one against Detroit. I know he's had success against Detroit in the past. Yeah. How long is his leash, do you think? Like, at what point does Matt Nagy say, okay, Nick, you're in, Mitch, you're done. We got to reevaluate this? I think it's going to be more than a game, I think it's more than a couple games. I think it's going to be a matter of how well they score. Remember, everybody's in the same boat. Nobody had a preseason. Nobody has an advantage. The interesting thing with the Bears is that, remember, Matt Nagy's never used a preseason. This was going to be the first one used preseason with, with his starters. So in an interesting way, this may sound odd, some of his players already have that mindset, well, we didn't play the preseason anyway. So they may have that advantage. But I really think that Mitchell Trubisky's got to be able Man. And the, with the tight ends being improved, I think because, remember, Matt Nagy, when he was at Kansas City, he liked using the tight ends. And being able to have Cole Komet and also Jimmy Graham, talk about two peas in the pot. These guys love each other. It's a love affair with those guys. <laughs> but the thing is, is that they improved that immensely. Because remember, Trey Burton, he's on the injury list already. <laughs> so we know that they've improved. <laughs> we, we, they've improved themselves. Yeah, the tight end position is another point I was going to bring up because as I'm a Notre Dame football fan, as I mentioned before, yelled at my TV, and I like really like Cole Komet. I yeah. think I might be overhyping Cole Komet a little bit just because of my fandom. I may or may not have taken him in fantasy football just to take him. But how do you think like he and Jimmy Graham will fit in? I feel like they felt like a glove. I, I absolutely I, I agree with you, and uh, I Demetrius Harris Harris too is going to be good for them if I said that right. Um, but, <laughs> but the thing is with uh, them, I think especially goal line stances, when they are, when they, when they have, you know, a, a, a second and, and goal, third and goal, those are gonna be your, your targets. I know Alan Robinson, everyone expects him, but in, in that short yardage situation, 31, you know, during, and on the field, I think those things are going to be really important. Blocking, I don't know how Cole Komet is a blocker. I don't know yet. I think the, we'll find out a little bit more about him tomorrow, uh, tonight, today, when they get on the field, because you don't know really until you see it has is, is he in the same speed of the game? 
Is it too fast for him or is it right on target? That's going to be really important. But Jimmy Graham has really mentored him. And Jimmy Graham seems to reju rejuvenate it for, for some reason. I don't know if it's because somebody picked him up or it's because he's in a situation. But you, he's got a young man in Kokomo. I'm not kidding you. He idolizes Jimmy Graham. Actually, in, in fact, when he was a kid, that was a jersey he had. That's awesome. So you, you, you have... And sometimes you need that, especially because it's been such a strange, you know, training camp. And, you know, they, they were Zoom calling until the last few weeks, you know, being together, being on the field. So I, there, there's, I think that camaraderie is going to be really important. I think that's going to help Mitchell Trubisky. The wide receiving core is going to be interesting. At least the tight ends are going to be improved. I mean, I hope so, because last year they, just for Horstead, I think at one point, TE won and is he on the practice squad now, or is he just gone entirely? Um, I'm, I, think he's on, I think he's on the practice squad. And that says enough right there, even if he was gone. Like, your number one tight end from last year is now on the practice squad. Right. I mean, the practice squad this year, you can have 16 players, including six uh, veterans. So you And, and here's the other thing, the, the practice squads, a lot of teams didn't go outside of their little, their little realm. They kept the guys that they had because no one could scout. You couldn't scout anybody in a preseason game. You couldn't scout them with, with you know um, – with training camps not being around. So we'll see a lot more changes probably in the next few weeks when people get to see some tape of the other teams, what they have available and see what their needs are, try to improve their needs. Now let's go over to the defensive side of the ball because I have a lot of questions and I'm sure you do too about Robert Quinn. Has he practiced at all? Has he hurt? What's going on with that? When you hear personal issues and that's what they used. Uh, Is that, that what they used for him? That's what they use for him. Uh, and then, 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 late this last week, we heard he had something with his ankle. But we don't know. And, and here's the interesting thing. Matt Nagy, who used to be pretty open about injuries, he zipped up his mouth. He doesn't give us anything, which is John Foxy. Oh, God. <laughs> it, 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 it's on that par, which, which kind of baffles all of us that know that, you know, to know a little bit, but we have no, and you paid all this money for him. And he's doubtful for the game today. And when you had a player that's doubtful for the game, when you paid a lot of money, you, you got rid of your former number one pick, Leonard Floyd, and you replace him with Robert Quinn, and he's not, more than likely not going to be on the field. Those are big question marks. And again, like I said, we're recording this Saturday night, so things could have changed after the interview, but I, I kind of put on my conspiracy theorist hat here. Is Matt Nagy playing games with the Lions? Could he be? Could, could that be a possibility? Um, he could be, but usually, generally, they, they, they have to be very careful because if they are playing games, once you have the injury, there's a lot of the National Football League down on teams because the whole okay. gambling aspect. The gambling thing, really, especially now that it's legal, there's a lot of, uh, you could be fine if you're playing with, 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 your, with your list. So I don't think he is. I think there's something we don't, we don't know. And it's just like last year with Raquan Smith, where you had this big question mark. It's the same question mark we have with Robert Quinn at this point. Yeah, I wasn't sure what kind of rules the NFL had in place for injury lists. But that was just, again, the conspiracy theorists had on like, wait a minute here. Like things are just not adding up in that way. And like I said, I know I'm not the only one with questions. I think there's a lot of questions that <laughs> everyone's going to have when it comes to the NFL and the games and players and stuff like that. It's going to be crazy. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring this up. Who's going to be sitting there in the suite watching her team play? Is Virginia McCaskey, McCaskey going? 
97-year-old Virginia McCaskey is going to be there. Uh, George McCaskey confirmed that to us this week, and he said that, yes, my mom's going to be there. They're going to take all sorts of precautions because uh, the, the uh, Mrs. Ford, he always refers to Mrs. Ford and his mom are very close friends, but they're not going to see each other like they normally do. But the matriarch, 97 years old, she's going to be at that game. You can't keep her away. No, no. <laughs> she, seem, she seems like the kind of person that would do that. Like, I'm not surprised in any way that she's going to go out in the middle of the pandemic. Like that's, that's so cool to me. It is. I mean, uh, George McCaskey, her, her son, the chairman of, of the Bears, he told us that one of the things that he wants to make sure he's very careful, keeping people away from her at uh, Ford Stadium today. She's, you know, she's going to be completely, you know, almost like they're going to put a vacuum around her to make sure nobody touches her, nobody goes near her. But, you know, can you imagine all the football she has seen in her life? And and uh, when when George was talking about she's excited about the season because she doesn't know what's going to happen. No one knows what's going to happen. You know, and, and when you're at 97, boy, I'd be glad to know anything at 97. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. That's, that is so, that is so cool. But staying on the injury front, I know with the injury list, I saw David Montgomery, yes. Khalil Mack, and there were a couple of, I think Barker Screen was on there too. Are they going to be good to go? I know they were limited last I saw. They they all practiced on Friday. And since they were all on the field on Friday, you can you can assume that they're going to be playing today. Uh, David Montgomery, uh, if, I, I don't know how many snaps he's going to take, but he's expected to be on the field. Again, anything can change, you know, when you have an injury, it could it could flare up, or it may be just fine the day of. But the way they listed him on the injury list, he's expected to play. Uh, he's he's going to be very important if this team wants to step forward with their offense, especially the running game, which was putrid last year. And so he's going to be needed. Cordero Patterson is also going to be a running back and a wide receiver, but he's going to be mostly a running back. And you got Tariq Cohen, who's in a contract year. So you got some you got some players that have some ability. We just don't know if Matt Nagy is going to use them right. And I hope he does. And using Cordero Patterson as a running back and wide receiver, that's that sounds like a Matt Nagy trick play that's coming up. And I feel like he, that, is there more of those coming? I hope like Sam Slay and uh, what, were the, what was the other one? It was like a Willy Wonka one or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that, I, think, I think for Matt, he's got to go back to what he did his first year there. But maybe the fact that he did that, a lot of teams caught up to him. It's a matter of making he's got to learn how to make adjustments on the fly that's what he didn't do last year when when you when you when you had something that worked and you tried it again and everyone figured out how to handle it you got to make adjustments and that's what he had to do and adjustments came in personnel also came in when he hired a new offensive coordinator and bill laser and brought in a new quarterbacks coach so he said not a lot of things to make adjustments and it's going to be interesting to see how they're all going to be used and who's going to be getting most of the, you know, the snaps and who's going to be getting, um, you know, who's, who, who's, what can Mitchell Trubisky make a decision quickly enough if something's not working? That's what's going to be important. Talking with Cheryl Ray Stout here on the Sunday Sports Shootout, WOUW 88.7. There are a lot of questions around the quarterback controversy and situation. I know we could talk all day about that, but I have to ask you about the kicker situation <laughs> because we have an old friend in Santos. Yes, what is he, going on with the kicker situation? Yes, and, and on Saturday they did activate him off the practice squad, so he that. is going to be the kicker. And uh, you know, remember last year they had eight kickers in camp, mm-hmm. eight kickers in camp. So it finally ended up to be Eddie Panero, and Eddie had an okay 
Griffin had a great year. He, you know, he had a couple winning kicks, but he also missed several kicks. And uh, Kyrie Santos is somebody that Matt Nagy is familiar with, even though he had a cup of coffee with the Bears one season. He's somebody that Matt Nagy is familiar with. Um, he was with three teams last year. Um, he didn't have a spectacular year, but it's going to be necessary. And, and it's going. I think what's going to be interesting this year is I think Nick. It's going to be interesting to see how many teams are going to go on fourth and one this year and 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 and, and go for you know like go for a first down rather than kick a field goal. I think we're going to see a lot more of that this year than we've ever seen before. I hadn't thought about that. That's that's an interesting take. And I can see that with the Bears. I don't trust Cairo Santos. I wouldn't trust him from 20 yards out. I mean, he, he missed four field goals in a game last year, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. And, and that was noted when we were talking to him the other day. <laughs> you know, that's something you should be able to take care of. I, I don't I don't understand it. I don't know if it's um, their coaching. I don't know if it's their, uh, how Ryan Pace figured it out. I don't know. But when you look at the league – how many have premier kickers? One of them, of course, is in San Francisco, who used to be here. But just there is twist left. the knife while you're on it, Cheryl. Just twist the knife. <laughs> Let me tell you about Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold, don't people remember he had a, he had a really bad final year with the Bears? Mm-hmm. What he did on his own was he went and, and he was with the Giants for that year. And then what he did is he went to get fixed. He knew he wasn't good and, that, and he took it upon himself. The Bears were wrong for not trying to re sign him. Yeah, I agree 110%. I said over and over again, I, I loved Robbie Gold. And the kicking position has been a question mark ever since. And I still have nightmares about double doink, along with <laughs> many other people, I'm assuming. And I knew about the double doink coming. I knew about when he originally missed it kick because he had never, I, I actually was at Ellis Hall. Everyone was going to different, not in November when he started missing kicks. I went to him. And I said, have you gone down to Soldier Field? And he said, no. And I went, you haven't gone down to Soldier Field? He goes, well, you know, we have the same conditions up here. I go, no, the conditions up at Hellas Hall is not the same as Soldier Field. And he goes, and and I said, you know, previous kickers used to go down to Soldier Field on Thursday and Friday and and, and, and practice down there. And he says, yeah, he doesn't, you know, the thing with us. I said, well, why don't you get, and I said to him, why don't you get uh, George McCaskey to get you a helicopter? And he says, no, you know what? He says, you know, the traffic is just too, too crazy to drive down there. And I said, I said, what? He said, the traffic is too, is too much. And I went, you, 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 the traffic is too much. And that, that Sunday is when he missed the kicks. And I went, and I, you know, and I put on Twitter, people in the, in the press box turn around, they go, you talked to him about that? I go, yeah, I did. You want to hear the, want to hear my interview? <laughs> I remember that as you're saying it, I remember hearing about that. <laughs> Oh man, I got to love the confidence in the kicker spot right now. <laughs> and, and 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 it's not like it's not an unimportant job. It's an important job, and that's all you have to do: kicks and kickoffs. That's all you have to do. My friend, I have a friend from high school. He'd never played football, but he was a soccer player. Yeah, went out for the football team. I think he started either sophomore or junior year as the kicker, and he was lights out. He'd never played football before. That's what they always used to do. I always used to go to the soccer, the soccer team, collegiate soccer team, look look at something they could do and try it out. That's what they used to do. But now uh, they have all these kicking clinics. They have all these kicking gurus, and and I think that it's it's just like in, in another sports where you have you know somebody just, uh, teaching catchers how to be a catcher. You're not learning how to be a player. You're learning how to be specific. And I think with a with a soccer player, 
there's they they have a great mentality too. They're killers. Right. <laughs> yeah, they are. And I feel I still say they make the best kickers in the NFL. And now I'm going to go off the field for a second because I've seen a lot of extensions handed out today in the NFL. Do you think Allen Robinson's going to get extended this year? Oh, I think they almost have to. Uh, otherwise, they're going to have to tag him at the end of the you know for next season. And with the money who's being up in the air, I'll give I'll give Allen Robinson credit. When he spoke with us, he was not frank about you know how players you can tell you know kind of twitchy about their situation. He was very calm, very collected. Uh, he's got a lot of confidence. And when you have that confidence, you know that you come. But, you know, I, I think it's important for the rest of the team to know that he's taken care of because they're all looking at themselves, like Tariq Cohen's looking at himself for next year. So that's, and, and Mitchell Trubisky, you know, he, he's also, he didn't pick up his option. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot to be said about signing somebody that should be signed. And Matt Nagy spoke a lot about it more than once this week which tells me that he's going, you know, he's kind of nudging Ryan Pace, like, get it done, get it done. I hope he does. I really hope that gets done. And I think I've hit everything on the field, but now I do have to ask predictions for this year. This is airing in the 11 o'clock hour in the kickoffs at noon for game one. So how do you think the Bears are going to do this if you can put a record on it? It's a tough one. I think they're going to be eight and eight. Eight and eight, okay. I mean, eight and eight is, is you know, I think if the season gets going completely, we don't know. We just don't know. And it's interesting that they, they, they on the back end is when they have most of the divisional games, if you look at their schedule. In Detroit today, on the back end is when they're going to have to make some hay. And so they don't have any injuries. Eight and eight could get them in the playoffs. It could because the way they're structuring the postseason, so... I know a lot of my friends are saying eight and eight and I'm thinking I could see nine and seven. I could see maybe, maybe 10 and six, but, or nine and seven, right? Yeah. Nine and seven is 16. That's right. That was your quarantine brain. I'm calling no worries, no worries, no worries. <laughs> I think they're going to beat the Lions today. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the defense goes up against Matthew Stafford because they didn't face him last year. Um, so it's going to be interesting how they handle him. But I also think that the I think the unpredictability is going to be interesting these first few weeks of the NFL, no matter what. Yeah, I saw the Lions at least last time I checked. I think it would have been Thursday. The Lions were three point favorites, and I I think the Bears are going to win. I do. I think I think the defense is going to I think the defense is going to be them win, win games for them like it did a couple of years ago. I think the defense is going to be really stellar. I think Khalil. Is a man on a mission. He was supposed to talk to us on Friday, but he kind of blew us off, mm-hmm. which tells me he's a man. He's a madman. So yeah. when somebody, you know, you, you can kind of tell when somebody's mad, and I think that's what's going on with him. You sure he and, wasn't on his Peloton? No, he didn't. <laughs> we don't even know where he was, um, but that we do know <laughs> he, he's he, he's an interesting dude. I mean, what he does love, I love talking with Bulls about him because he's Bulls fans. So yeah. we, we always have our look away from everybody else. We have our conversations about the Bulls, so that's always kind of fun. But I, if, as long as Hakeem Hicks stays healthy, because when Hakeem Hicks went down, that's when Khalil Mack was in a double and triple boot team. Mm-hmm. So Khalil Mack needs to have Hakeem Hicks in that in that uh, front three. And I think the other thing is going to be interesting is how well will Nichols play without having Eddie Goldman, who decided to opt out this year? Yeah, those are big questions. And is Hakeem Hicks going to be healthy, do you think? I know he's been having a couple injuries in camp, too. So I think he's... I think 
look at the uh, size size guy like that. He's always going to have something bothering him, and I think uh, it, it's going to be really important that he that he is there, that he does stay healthy. It's going to be interesting to see how their their secondary reacts without having a couple of players, and you, you know, a couple you got a rookie that's going to be starting Jalen Johnson. The cornerback opposite uh, Kyle Fuller to the All Pro. So who do you think Matthew Stafford's going to throw at? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd be thinking that same thing. It's, I mean, if you're picking the rookie versus Will oh, Mack, hmm. I think I'm going to go with Jalen. <laughs> you know, I think I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. But I'm looking at it from a fan perspective. Of but course, I really think he can. I like what I'm seeing out of him from college highlights and the little footage I've seen from training camp with all the restrictions. It is. It is. And, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how players handle the protocol. They dealt with it a lot. We're having a lot of false positives during the training camp. And, you know, going traveling, the Bears traveled to Detroit today. So when you traveled, you know, is there anybody apprehensive about anything that they encountered today or last night? You know what I mean? Those, those, those are mental factors that really bothered MLB. And it didn't bother the NHL or the WNBA or the NBA because it's hard to go in the bubble, but we'll see if there's any effect when we, when we uh, hear from them after the camp. Well, it's going to be an interesting season, no doubt in more ways than one, but we've been talking with Cheryl Ray Stout here on the Thunder Sports Shootout. Cheryl, thank you so much for your time. Hopefully we'll have you back on talk some baseball soon. Anytime, anytime. Take care. You too.